And oh. Try it again. And well, it's episode 375 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says. I'm so damn fast, I can wake up at the crack of dawn, rob two banks, a train, a stagecoach, shoot the tail feathers off of a duck's ass at 300 feet, and still be back in bed before you wake up next to me. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That's from um, The Quick and the Dead. Yeah. I was watching that today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I watched two two things I watched today. Um, to, I, I, start, I watched Terminator Dark Fate again. Oh, yeah. Like, but it's only the second time I've actually watched it. I haven't watched it since I saw it in a theater. So it's been about a year. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, damn, that movie's good. <laughs> it is so good. It's like really frustrating it did so poorly. <laughs> no. You know, like it really is. Like that's a really good tel- like Terminator movie. Yeah. And it just frustrates the shit out of me that that didn't do well. It might and be one still- of the most it might be one of the most underrated movies of all time. It might be. It, it it's really that good. It was. <laughs> like it really was. Like, it was really well done, and it bums me out that that's not going to continue. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. I, yeah. I just thought it was, like, so good. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched that, and then right after that was The Quick and the Dead. Yeah. I hadn't watched that in, in forever. So I, I, I sat through that, and I forgot how good of a movie that really is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know you don't like it. It's a Western. You know, there's desert. Yeah. You know, yeah. but um, I mean, it's got Sharon Stone, it's got Russell Crowe, Leo DiCap, young Leo DiCaprio, and yeah. um, Gene Hackman. Yeah. You know, those are the main characters, and it's a uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman went on that run with like westerns for a little while. Yeah. But this isn't Man, like a. Good but this was like a a hokey Gene Hackman, like. Yeah. You know. Because this this wasn't like I mean I know he was an Unforgiven and I mean and that was a role like you know he he acted like he that, that was like the great actor Gene Hackman, um, right, right. you know th- this was like I'm gonna choose some scenery Gene Hackman you know I'm gonna have some fun and get a paycheck Gene Hackman but it's actually a fun movie like I enjoy the hell out of that, right you know and I you know and Hackman's good in it doing what he does, you yeah. Know? I watched uh, Beowulf. <laughs> oh, what that like uh, that cartoon version with uh, Angelina Jolie? No. Oh no. Okay. What was this one? The one with uh, Sarah Pauly and uh, Gerard Butler. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought. I mean, yeah, it was okay. Beowulf's an interesting, like, Viking tale. Yeah. You know. So I watched that, and then I watched The Old Guard. What'd you think of that? Oh, it was fucking awesome. Oh. Wasn't it, though? Oh, man. I was like, there are so many parts in that movie. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Like the action sequences were like, holy fuck. Yeah. 
and uh, how they killed was like unbelievable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there was mm-hmm. shots to the face. Didn't matter. Yeah. Like it was like yeah, it was great. So yeah, I really I really enjoyed that. It was good. Like, the villain was a throwaway villain, but like everything else about that movie was so good, introducing you to like the the characters and the the, yeah. the rules and everything. Like I, it was really well done. I I liked it a lot, and like it, it, the way it ended and everything. Like I was like, oh yeah, this is. Yeah. I can stick my teeth into this, you know. Yeah, and like now he becomes like a Charlie character. Yeah. That's his name, and I thought that was cool. Because he yeah. he knows more about them than anybody else, and he all of a sudden that you know he gets thrown into this Charlie role to help humanity. I, I was just really good. Yeah, yeah, I I, I like that 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 nice little twist at the end. Like he like his character was trying to do the wrong thing for all the right reasons. So he was like a sympathetic villain to a certain extent. And at the end, when he saw the error in his ways, it's like, this is how you're going to redeem yourself. You're going to spend the rest of your life devoted to us because you're showing us the good that we're actually doing. Right. You know, it was like, yeah. And like, and like that, 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 that great moment of like, you know, him showing the new girl, like, you know, it doesn't happen immediately, but the person she saves here in two generations saves us all. Right, right. You know, it was shit like that that you're like, oh, wow. Like, this is the good that this person's doing by interfering and doing the things that they're doing. It was like, like, that was the neat aspect of it. Because, like, when you're in the moment, you're, like, she's thinking to herself, the world's going to shit. No matter what we do, we can't solve it. Right. You know, but yet here's this person saying, no, 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 no. You're doing good, and let me show you how. Right, right. You know. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Interesting concept, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't just like, you know, these folks that just don't die. They're, you know, you become empathetic to the characters that they play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah, it had a little bit of a Highlander feel to it. Yeah, a little bit. Like, the, the, like I like the I like the um, romance with the two guys. Yeah. Like I, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, like how they communicated and when he stood up for the other guy, he was like, "No, yeah. he's like my son. My this is what he is." Yeah. And da, 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 da. I thought that was really good. He's yeah. more than just this person. He is everything. And all of a sudden, like the next scene, everyone's dead. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. That was but, awesome. But I also liked like the, the juxtaposition later on where like the, the guy book is telling him like you two have never been alone. You've always had each other. Right. You know, we've watched our loved ones grow old and die. You haven't. Right, right, right. You know, like you've always had each other. We will never have that type of connection. You know, and that right, was really right. interesting. You know, because yeah, that's, yeah. that's very Highlander-ish. Like that's, you know. When Sean Connery's telling Connor, he's like, you know, you're, she's going to grow old and die. You're going to watch her grow old and die. You never will. Right. You know, and like, and that Connor carried that later on, like through his life, like, you know, he had that one love back in Scotland and he never gave himself to another like that. Like, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Like, you know, and, yeah, yeah. you know, so. 
Like they're, they're, I mean, you can see like little things that like get, you know, I mean, there's it's a, that old thing. There's no such thing as an original idea anymore. And like, yeah, like little things like that get picked, but like it's the good things and the way it's executed and how it's picked. Yeah. Though, you know, like, I like your main weapon too. Yeah, I, I like that they carried like their original weapons that they had from when you know. Like, yeah. she's been carrying a battle axe for thousands of years. I know. You know. And then when you start, to, when you see it in use, it's like, whoa, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, whoever did the stunt coordination and effects like that, it was, yeah. it was on point. <laughs> I mean, like, on point. And it's a movie, like, I don't think it would have done well if it had gone to theaters. I'm sure it would have bombed, but yeah. it's perfect as a Netflix movie. Yeah. It's honestly perfect as a Netflix movie. Right, right. You know, so I, I hope more people watch that. I, 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 you know, obviously, I mean, if you watch it, it, it opens itself up to a second movie. You know. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and um, I certainly hope they make that second movie. Yeah, me too. I, just, I was really impressed with it. Just yeah. really good. It was exceeded everything I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Especially when they went into that first room. Oh yeah. But they but they were all geared up and they have swords and shit and everything. Yeah. I'm like, Man, this is going to be fucking intense. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was. It was right on the money. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I agree. I mean, it was. It was well done. It, it was a great concept. I mean, you know, um, it, it it was well acted. You know, I had no yeah. problem with any any of the actors whatsoever. <laughs> and um, I I thought it told a good story that at the end, like, made me want to see more of what these characters are going to be doing. Right. You know, so. Cool. Well, absolutely well done. And ho- hoping for more from, from that franchise. Yeah, for sure. I'm what else? I didn't watch anything else, man. Like, nothing. Oh, there we go. A little, yeah, nothing. Yeah, a little something for you there. No. No. Nancy wants to be watch a movie. I might watch it. I might try to watch it this week. Uh-huh. Um. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, it's on Amazon. Okay. And um, apparently we have Amazon. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> apparently it's like the, the whole. It, I watched a trailer for it, and it reminded me of like a a Richard Kelly movie. And like for those who don't know, like Richard Kelly's a guy who did like Donnie Darko, and um, The Gift, and uh, Southland Tales. Like it's it's very like in that that vein you know what i mean but right. it's like it's jesse eisenberg and this this other woman and they're looking to buy a house in this like sublet okay and like the whole thing is kind of creepy and all the houses look the same all the yards look the same like everything looks the same okay. and they're like yeah we'll think about it and they try to leave and they can't get out they can't find their way out okay and like it so it's like they're stuck here but like everything's provided for them it's like okay. it's a really it's a really weird kind of off the, like 
off the wall type of movie. Now, Nancy Washington, she said it's phenomenal and I need to give it a try. So okay. I might I might try to give it a I, I wanted to watch it today, but I wasn't in the mood to think. <laughs> you know. Nice. I got hooked on a show. I don't know if I brought it up last week, The Alienist. No, you didn't bring it up. No. Yeah. Lisa got me into this show. Um called The Alienist. It's a TNT, but you can get it on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it has Dakota Fanning in it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Evans is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, it's really good. Um, it's period piece. Yeah. It's set where about the time of Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Um, so like late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, New York. Yeah. Um, it's pretty badass. And so the alienists, this is when they first started letting, I guess, uh, psychologists come into the realm of detective work. Mm-hmm. So that's what he was. Right. The alienist, the main guy, the doctor. Dakota Fanning is works as a secretary in quotes on the police force because they don't hire women. Right. But she has her, I guess her father was a cop. So, right. Um, but it's, it's really good. And it's about catching a serial killer. Mm-hmm. I mean, really good. Yeah. And so we, we binged the, uh, first season and now the new season started last Sunday. There was a two hour premiere. Okay. Yeah. So we that, but I highly recommend it. It's really good. Acting's really good. Time wise, it looks like authentic. Yeah. It's really, it's really good. It's bloody. Like they don't hold back. Right. It's like gritty New York underground and child labor and. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's really good. So highly recommend that. Yeah, I saw that. I, you know, they they show that when I watch wrestling on TNT. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I, I I get like flooded with like ten commercials a an episode of you know the Alienist, but I, I like looking at like the commercials like I wonder if Ian watches this or not because yeah, you know that was the first thing I thought of because it's a period piece and you know kind of <laughs> you know the subject matter I thought well that's something that would interest Ian as well. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I was so completely I, hooked on the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first time I watched it. I was like, damn, this is this is fucking good. Yeah. So yeah, it was really, it, it's really good. TNT's trying to up their game. Yeah, I was shocked that it was a TNT thing. I was yeah. like, wow, this is TNT. Yeah, they, they did that. Um, they they just finished up with season one of Snowpiercer. Um, and I I meant to watch it, and I just never got around to it. Um, yeah. But that was supposed to be very very good, from what I've read. Really? Yeah, like a lot of people like thought gave it you know high recommendations. Same concept as the movie, right? It takes place before the movie, though. So it's like yeah, a I know. I just, yeah, I hate. But yeah, the the concept's the same. Like yeah, yeah. Because if you watch the movie, you know what happens. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, but it's like you know, but still, it's like it it gets deeper into the world of of what the Snowpiercer is. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. So I thought, like I said, I thought about watching that, but I just, I, I forgot to set the DVR for it, and I hate watching 
because I don't think TNT allows you to fast forward through commercials with you if you watch on demand. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. Yeah, so like that type of stuff annoys me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It is awful to say, but it does. Watch any trailers? The only thing I, I, I the only trailer I watched um, was the one for Bill and Ted. Yeah, I watched that too. And um, that looks amusing. Yeah. Like I, 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 I didn't have high expectations for this. <laughs> I kind of still don't. You know. Um, I don't think they did either, really. Well, like I, mean, I don't think this was being put out as blockbuster. But it was being put out like it is it, it like the whole the whole idea of it I think was this is supposed to be a late summer kind of last hurrah kind of movie before you go into the fall season. Yeah. So it's not a tent pole per se, but it was a movie that they probably made for like a thirty or forty million dollar budget, and they're hoping to get, you know, a hundred million dollars. Yeah. You know, like you make a hundred million dollars off of this, fantastic. Now. What I find interesting is like they've decided to go with the premium video on demand route. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be you know released in select theaters. I'm not quite sure what theaters are going to be opening up in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, I I know I mean you know so you I mean this is going to be one like first off I'm interested enough that I may make the purchase. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But also, too, it, it's a situation where I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what it does financially. Right. You know, because this isn't a kid's movie like Trolls was, that everybody kind of talks about how much money that thing made. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm intrigued to see, like, you know, how much money does this make as a video on demand as, as compared to being released in theaters? How much did Trolls make? I know it was over a hundred million dollars. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Because I mean, it's like it's one of those. Nut, it was like one of those nutty things. I mean, again, it was a. It was just a situation of like, right place, right time. Trolls World Tour. Um. See, now this is the problem. Like, they're not they're not going to show this. They're only, like so. IMDb is only showing what it made in theaters, which oh, okay. was it had a worldwide gross of seven million dollars in theaters on a ninety million dollar budget. Right. Um, but that doesn't tell you how much it made video on demand. And I'm let me see if I go. by country. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't give me a breakdown of the video on demand. Oh. Yeah. But like, I know, like, I, you know, when when all that hullabaloo was going down with Universal and the movie theater chains, like, you know, the thing was that, like, they would talk about, like, that movie made over $100 million. Yeah. You know, just as a video on demand. So, right. 
but again, like I mean, it, it's it's perfect timing. You know, it came out at the beginning of the pandemic. It you know they put it on video on demand. You had at that point people were already like, "Fuck, what do I let my kid watch? Here, here's this. Watch this. Great. You know, that type of shit. Like it was like it was like perfect timing. It was like a, you know, just a, a perfect chain of events for that to work as a video right. on demand. Now with Bill and Ted being a bit more <laughs> adult, um. I wonder how well that will do. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is going to be the real litmus test for it, for yeah whether this this model works or not. Right, right. You know, I um saw um oh shit it's a trailer. Oh, I watched another trailer for the New Mutants, and I'm fucking stoked for this fucking movie. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I just need to put that fucking piece of shit on fucking Disney oh, Plus. I, I'm, I'm fucking giddy about it. I know. I know. Every you time are. I watch something new on it, I'm like, wow, that's badass. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm ready. I know you are. <laughs> it's just like, with everything else that's gone wrong with that movie, you know, like, for to have the pandemic hit and push it back yet again, it's like a, it's just like a joke. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point where I mean, I was at the point a long time ago where I was just like, just put this out on Disney Plus and let that be it. You know? Yeah. And this, 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 put this thing in its grave. And I love the fact because now, because now that it's no longer a, fo- a 20th Century Fox movie, you know, the logo comes up in association with Marvel. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a true Marvel movie, but it's in association with Marvel. Yeah, you know, right. I thought that was in it. I thought that was interesting. Every, I'm telling you, every time I watch something new on this yeah. fucking thing, I, I fall more in love with the movie. I mean, I know I, I'm gonna get my heart broke, but from what I'm seeing, effect wise, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. it looks like there's a story there. Right. And I'm intrigued. To find out what's going on, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, it's scary as fuck in certain aspects. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, the powers. Every time I see new powers, I'm like, damn, that's the fucking that looks so good. You know, so I'm I'm all ready for, it. you know. And of course, you know, throwing Adam Beach who dies in two seconds, you know. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. Talk about like one of the most underused actors. In movie cinema is just to kill him off in the first ten minutes of a film. Yeah, I like Adam Beach. I think he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. Yeah. Oh man. I just think it's funny. Like by the time this actually gets released, the people, the, the the kids who made it will be in their thirties. <laughs> and I don't even care. I know. I know. It just like it's just it's a movie we've been talking about for three years. <laughs> You know, like that first yeah. trailer was released three years ago. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's just something that we just keep talking about until you go, when is it going to come out? When is it going to come out? Oh, it's pushed back again. Oh, now it's in fucking limbo because of Disney buying Fox. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, this, like yeah, it's like this, cur- this poor cursed movie is like, you just, 
you're waiting for it to see the light of day. Just, like, like the cast doesn't even remember making it at this point. Like they're just like, oh yeah, that's right, I did make that movie. I, for, I forgot about that. You know. Yeah. They're showing up on Jimmy Kimmel. Like and Kimmel's like, do you have any anecdotes? Like, no, I don't remember. You know, it was so long ago. <laughs> so. So Ready. yeah, yeah, that's that. Ready. Okay. So. Something interesting that happened this week. I did. I did kind of follow this for the, the few hours that it was uh, a hopping topic, and that was the Toronto Blue Jays almost played baseball in Pittsburgh, this year. Uh, So, for for those who don't know, um, over the weekend, last weekend, the, the country of Canada, the, the the federal the federal government of Canada declared that the Toronto Blue Jays cannot play home games in Toronto this year um, right. because of fears. Uh, you know, the, the Blue Jays play in the, in the, the AL East um, and the blue, so the Blue Jays would have to play games in New York city and go down to Florida to play in Tampa, two major hot spots for COVID-19 in, in the United States. And plus also teams from those cities would be going into Toronto to play baseball games um, without without quarantining, essentially. So right. the, the, the country decided that that's not a good idea and they didn't want you – know, so they, they were not allowing baseball to be played in you know for the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto. Right. So the Blue Jays had to find a new home. Now, the the at that time, the, the, the theory was they're either going to play in, in, in Buffalo – um, which is like their AAA affiliate, or they were going to play at their spring, spring train, training facility in Florida. They don't want to play in the spring training facility in Florida because it's in Florida, right. which makes sense. Um, the problem I heard was that with Buffalo, the lighting is not sufficient for Major League Baseball, and also the facilities on the inside weren't large enough for proper social distancing in the locker rooms and stuff. Okay. Which I don't know why that's that big of a deal if you're testing like every day, right? But okay. So what was it? Tuesday, I yeah. think. I wake up and there's news that the Toronto Blue Jays will be playing their home games at PNC Park this year. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! Now, I mean, what's interesting about this is like. <clears throat> You know, at this time and probably for the for the entire major league season, fans are not allowed to walk, go go into the get the ballparks. So it's, right. it's not like from from the standpoint of would I be able to go and watch a, a Toronto Blue Jays home game? No, I'm not. Even even though you know they're playing here in Pittsburgh, you know you just would they would just been playing in the facility. Right. Um. But still, it would have been kind of like I mean, first of all, it would have been a big boon for businesses in the area because now you have more opportunities for for travelers like first of all you got the blue jays are going to be staying here they're going to be staying in a hotel like no, nobody's like you know renting a condo in pittsburgh right <laughs> you know so like the, the the entire team's probably staying in a hotel somewhere and two you know but this is now a double opportunity for visiting teams to be coming in <laughs> and you know Players going out to to eat and stuff like that, like you know, eat, you know they're not they're not playing in a bubble like they are in 
in up in Toronto with the hockey or or down in Orlando with basketball. So like it would have been, but it would, so from a business standpoint, it would have been a big deal for Pittsburgh to get this, right? You know, um, plus also like you know, like I said, the Toronto, the, the Blue Jays, probably a lot of their major league staff would have come down here. You know, scouts, trainers, like it would have been a big deal to have a lot of people like on the North Shore, probably. Yeah. Um, then a few hours later, you know, the uh, the state of Pennsylvania makes a decision that they don't feel having a second major league team in one of our cities is a good idea. Yeah. So they ixnate it. Now it looks like they're going to be playing their home games in Buffalo. They're going to have to pay to get the lighting done and find some way to make the facilities work. Right, but right. still, like, it was, like, exciting for just a moment to, like, think, like, you were going to have, like, a second major league team here in Pittsburgh. Like, I don't know why. Because, like I said, it, it wouldn't have affected me. It's not like I could have gone to a game. Right. And it's not like they were going to broadcast those games locally either. Right. You know, but they were still, but still, it, it, there was something kind of interesting about the, that prospect of having the Blue Jays play in Pittsburgh that excited me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. 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 We're also a hot spot right now too, so. Yeah. Maybe they don't want. Maybe the, maybe Pittsburgh doesn't want people coming in. It wasn't you a Pittsburgh I mean? decision though. Like Pittsburgh rolled. Like the pirates worked with the, the the county and the city to make this work. It was the state yeah. that exonated. Oh, okay. Like the the city and the county were okay with it. Okay. Because I think they saw nothing but the upside to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 kind of like a, I mean, the, the 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 thing I guess that like I the way I look at it is you've got these teams coming in anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's. There's already teams coming in from from around the well. I mean, it's it's mostly regional, so it's like you know the East Coast and the Central States. So it would have been the same with Toronto. Like you know they were they would have been playing the a, the AL East and the AL Central, um, and I think the NL East. Yeah. Um, where the Pirates are playing the AL and the NL Central. Um. You know, I think the the AL East, like so, like it's it's not like you'd have like teams from California coming to Pittsburgh, right? Um, or or vice versa. So it's like it was like a weird, a weird decision by the state to be like, yeah, you're already doing this with one team, you can't do it with a second, right? Right. You know, and like the thing I wonder is like I wonder if it was just Philadelphia if they would have said okay. <laughs> you know, like I do. Like as weird as that sounds, like you know. I wonder if it was Philly. I'd be like, ah, okay, yeah, let that go. Yeah. You know, but because it was Pittsburgh, it's like, no, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> right. You know. The stepchild of Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, but that's like the Pittsburgher in me is like, you know, fuck Philly, you know. <laughs> I always get pissed off. Like, I look at, like, a map. Like, they'll, they'll like, have, like, these maps of, like, you know, what's the favorite movie of a state or something and it's like i always feel like pennsylvania should have two because like, like like with a, the favorite movie is always rocky like, yeah you know rocky's a favorite movie of the state of pennsylvania well no it's the favorite movie of philadelphia if you ask pittsburghers they're going to tell you night of the living dead right you know that's where we're going you know but, <laughs> yeah. you know 
So, <laughs> you know, it's shit like that that I'm always like, you know, it's two, it's really two states. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is. We don't, two- we, we don't agree on anything. No. The, um, kind of more in sports news, uh, Seattle named their team. Yeah, I saw that, the Kraken. I think that's a fucking intense name. I love it. I, I do. Like, I like I like the name. I even like the logo. I, I like it would have been easy to just like make it like a big octopus type of look, but like with it being the S for Seattle, and then like inside the S is like the um the the you can see like the squid arm with the tentacles on it and stuff. I kind of like that. Yeah, the anchors on the sleeves too. Yeah, the and, and it, it comes up into the the the, the space needle. Yeah, I like that. I, I like. I thought they did a really good job. I like the color scheme. I liked. Every, I liked everything about it. I thought there was a, yeah. a sweet jersey. Yeah, I like. I'm it like a lot. pumped for it. I don't know why. I just like the name the Kraken. I, I yeah. think they, they should have put the fucking Kraken from the fucking. Uh, <laughs> um, the Caribbean. No, the fucking Kraken from uh, Clash of the Titans. Yes, like that the old, bug. the old school one from like the eighties. Yes, oh, that would have been yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a shirt that says the Seattle and have him on it. Yeah, I, I, I do. I want it. I want it so bad. Well, I like. I wonder how much they're paying to get Zeus saying, "Unleash the Kraken." Yeah. Lawrence Olivier is like most hammiest role ever, just just chewing scenery and hamming it up. Mm-hmm. Unleash the Kraken. I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's a cool name. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I really I, do. I, I do too. I think it's a badass name. I like the logo. I like the color scheme. I like everything about it. I thought they did a great job. Yeah. So I'm pretty impressed by that. Yeah. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I did watch a little baseball today too. How is that? It's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's like because like the game I watched today, it, it was the Pirates. I, I watched a little baseball on Thursday, like not not much though. Like I watched maybe like fifteen twenty minutes. Um, and Thursday it was the like I was watching the the, the late night game between the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh-huh. I, I think it was at Dodger Stadium. And like there, they have cardboard cutouts <laughs> to like make it look like there are people in the stands and stuff, and they're they're piping in crowd noise. It's so weird. It is. It's it's very weird. And um, the game I watched today with the Pirates, I watched about three innings worth. It's it was in St. Louis. They didn't have the cardboard cutouts, um, but they were piping in the the crowd noise, and. Uh, that's the weird thing to me is like the the crowd noise. Yeah. Because it's off. Yeah, I know. Like like you can see like like there's some guy like you know just sitting there and like when there's a hit like when somebody hits a ball they hit a button and it's like like there's like a, a second delay where you then you get the crowd cheer like it's like right. very weird and um like I just think they just need to ixnay that. Yeah. 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 I like, I, 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 I got part I, of something where I was like. like Turn that on, you know, and then, then I got part of that crowd noise. I was like, 
Mm. This is this is odd, you know. Yeah. Like if I was if I was them, what I would do is I would put more microphones around the stadium so you can pick up the players and yeah. hear the conversations and stuff. Yeah. Like I think that would be more interesting than anything else. Like getting inside the game a little bit more. Like I know um, with the NBA, that's one of the things that they're doing is <laughs> they're miking the court up more. Like because it because it because they're in the bubble because they have no no fans whatsoever. Right. They um they like they've talked about like they've added like twenty seven camera positions for games. So it's not just like your basic camera setups. They've got like they're doing all this stuff. They're trying to take advantage of the space, which is really right. smart of the NBA. And yeah. you know, but also part of that is they're 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 miking up the court so you can hear some of the trash talk and stuff. And they're like they're on a 10 second delay because <laughs> they're like you know, yeah. they're concerned about language. But other yeah. than that, like I mean, they're trying to take advantage of the fact that there are no people and trying to get you inside the game a little bit more and give you different angles of how the game is played. And I think. Like that's the mistake that baseball is making is like they're trying to make it feel like there are people there. Why? It, it, it's weird enough as it is. Just take advantage of the situation and 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 try to get you inside the game more. Because like, that's what people really want. Right. You know, like that. That's people want to be inside the game and and hear what players are talking about. Like you know, if you can isolate like a guy talking at first base, talking some shit to somebody, like I I'd be all for that. You know. Right. Right, right. Yeah, but they're going a different direction, and, and I get why. But at the same time, man, it's like it's just it, it becomes like white noise, you know. And then it becomes right. weird, like when something happens, and it's like it's a delay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so. <laughs> then I, I even saw Fox using technology to add fans to the stands. Really? It, looked like some, it looked like something out of a Madden game. Like they, they were showing, like it was like a Wrigley Field, and it was like the Brewers and the uh, the Cubs, and like they showed like well, they took like an outfield section. They just like you know, and here's the technology we can use to make it feel a bit more normal. And they like all of a sudden like they like these fans appeared in the stands. It looked like something out of a Madden game. Really? Like the fans were kind of like moving in like motion and like like doing this or like this. And it was like very very weird. I was like, yeah, that doesn't help at all. No. Let's not bring that technology to football. No. That must seems like they need a green screen behind everything just to fucking do it that way. If they were gonna do it. Well, I mean, in the mo- for the most part, like most yeah, stadiums, the, for 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 most sta- I mean, I mean, it was computer generated. They were like, like they were even like showing like we can change the color of their shirts and like they were messing with it. But like, if you think about like most stadiums, the seats are already blue. Yeah. So you don't. It's like it is a kind of like a green screen when, when it's empty. Most yeah. most stadium seats are blue or green. Except for Heinz Field. Except for Heinz Field, yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, but that's the point. Like, so like you do have like a this giant green screen that you could play with essentially in a way, but like it just didn't work at all. Like it, it looked yeah. like something out of a bad video game. Right. You know, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work for me. Yeah, it was it was weird for me too. It, but it's it's, I don't it's even like baseball. but it's interesting to see how like they're like 
everybody's trying to adapt to this pandemic era. Right. That's the only way you can describe Because, like, pro wrestling has been at it for a while now. Yeah. You know, the WWE initially had nobody in the stands. AEW had, like, their, their own wrestlers around the ring. And then <laughs> WWE adapted that because it was working for AEW. So, like, they, they've had, like, a, a bit of a crowd, but, like, it's, it's their own people. Um, right. Like, and you've – I've just, again, like, out of morbid curiosity um, – just to see how it feels. I, I watched um, a little bit of a major league soccer game because okay. they're, they're, cause they're playing in Orlando and they're also in a bubble. Okay. Okay. And um, like they're doing some sort of like tournament to like complete their season. I'm not quite yeah. sure how it all works, but, uh, <laughs> but, it, but again, like, it, like you, there's the way the stadium is set up or where the field is set up. Like there's no, you don't even see seats. Like it's like, there's a, like a giant board, like going like where like the the, the stands would be, and like there's a video board where and it's like like people who are like sending like like videos of them cheering and then they play it in the background and stuff. It's like very weird, but like it's also like eerily quiet. Like because like when you watch a soccer game, what little I've watched, there's always like that like. There's like those, those goofy vulvavoos or those crowd, those, those noisemakers, like whatever the fuck they do. There's always like chants going on or something. There's always something going on in a soccer game. There's always some sort of like major noise. Soccer games, as much as I want to talk about soccer, they're loud. Especially European soccer. Especially European soccer. But I will give like the Americans credit. They do try to replicate yeah. that. They they, yeah. they try to do their own, they create their own traditions and chants and stuff like that. So I give them credit yeah, yeah. for doing that. But still, like, so, like, soccer games do have a very vocal presence. Yeah, yeah. No matter what league you're watching. But you're right, like, especially in Europe. Yeah. Um, so, like, to hear, like, to basically be just, like, quiet and you hear this ball getting kicked around and stuff is very weird. Not sure. You know, you know, it was very, but it was interesting at the same time to just, like, kind of watch it that way for a second without crowd noise and, like, they don't have the, the 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 pitch, I guess it's called. It's not a field; it's a pitch. They don't have the pitch mic'd up, so you're not hearing the guys like, you know, fake cry when they fall down and shit. But <laughs> right, you know, trying to draw hey, a card, huh? I, I know. It's it's the thing with that's the that's the I think that's the real separation between. Um, Men's soccer and women's soccer. I just find women's soccer. It's almost like they're tougher. Yeah. They just fucking hammer through shit. I mean, yeah. they'll get rocked, and they just fucking get right back up. You know what I yeah. mean? Like. Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes they'll call for the card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you know, but I swear to God, when you're watching some soccer matches, men's soccer, every three minutes someone's falling down and fucking grabbing their knee. Yeah. Every every three minutes, I'm like. It, it like delays it. It's like, come on, let's. Yeah. Can we just play soccer? You know what I mean? Like, it's all this drama. I. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah. It does. It drives me absolutely yeah. insane. I mean, yeah. it, it, the, the only place you find more drama is on an NBA court like that. Guys are constantly right. taking dives. I hate that. Right. I, like when people like say like you know, 
what's the difference between modern basketball and like basketball in the nineties? Like Jordan would never flopped. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. you know, like you look at like nineteen ninety one Bulls Pistons. Like they they basically played no blood, no foul. Right. You know, like today, if you would have taken an elbow like that, he would have been on the ground <laughs> crying. Like, right. you know, like guys would have been like, you know, I'm out for a day or two. I yeah, can't, I'll, I can't play. You know, out there. Yeah. Scotty Pippen's just getting up and staring down. Do you remember that fucking lump? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of great things NBA players do today that, like, you didn't do back then. Like, the whole shooting a thousand threes a game and everything that they do and like you know that's all great and whatnot and the the wide open playing that's fantastic but i'm sorry son i'm a no blood no foul kind of guy (laughs) you know well it's that inside game that made it so good yeah that's where all the drama happens right yeah it's not getting fouled on a three-point line it's that in inside rodman elbow to your gut yeah. You know what I mean? Or squaring out. That's where the drama was back then. Yeah, fucking John yeah. Sally just giving you an elbow just because. Right. Yeah. And it, yes. And then, like, you know, getting Barkley pissed off. Yeah. That was one of the funnest things about watching Barkley was when, because when he went inside, it was like, let's piss him off. Yeah. You know, he was, a, he was one of the biggest crybabies of the, I think, in the NBA at that. Same thing yeah, with well, me. But, like, what's funny oh, no, is, like, yeah. but you, you compare, like, the stuff that he cried about. Like, you can almost, like, sit there and say, like, well, yeah, he should cry about that. That was, uh, that was harsh. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, today, if Draymond Green took a shot like that, you know, he'd, he'd be, you know, out for a week. <laughs> you know, Barkley's just standing up and saying, like, what the fuck, man? You know, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's the difference. Morning was the same way. Yeah, Morning oh, cried yeah. a lot too. A lot. Oh, and there were a lot of those guys. Yeah. A, a lot of them were like, you know, it was a, it was a it was a completely different physical game yeah, than it, it is was. now. You know, and like I, I watched the fouls that like get called. Like I mean, because don't get me wrong, LeBron James is a once in a generation talent. Right. And at his size and his physicality, he probably could have played in any era. But the fouls that he gets called when he drives to the hoop are a joke. Yeah. Like, I'm looking like, where was the foul? That's the foul? That's what you're calling? Oh, my goodness. Michael Jordan would have laughed that off. Yeah, but it's almost like, man, when did you become a quarterback? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Same thing. I mean, I can remember watching football, which I fondly remember watching football where quarterbacks got crushed. Oh, yeah. Driven. Blindside. There was no holding up. No. Do you know what I mean? Wide receivers, you know this, wide receivers would just get killed in the air. Yeah. Killed. Blind like, hit. Spinning like, them around in the air. In the 80s and 90s, like, when, like, even then, like, when, like, the the rules were kind of already being, like, really modified to allow receivers 
more freedom and the like enhanced the passing game. Like it wasn't even still wasn't even close to what it is now. Like that you went across the middle. Ronnie Lott lit you the fuck up. <laughs> I know. Like you paid for your insolence. And like I even heard like Michael <laughs> Irvin talk about like it was a badge of honor. If you were somebody who went across the middle and you did so without fear, you were an all timer. Because you right. knew Going across the middle, you were going to be punished for your insolence. And you took the hit, and you got up like a man, and you walked back to the huddle. Right. Now, these guys go across the middle like it's no, no big deal because the guys can't light them up, for better or for worse. <laughs> you know, like, I understand the player safety aspect of this. I get it. But at the same time, like, there, like it's like there is no it, – it's, it's, like, it's like pitching on the in, to the inside of somebody. Right. Like, you have to be able to in baseball. You have to be able to throw inside. If and these guys nowadays, like they'll crowd the plate and they've got their body armor on their elbow and their their forearm and stuff, and you know they're all set up and ready to go and ready to take that hit because they're not. You're going to pitch in the middle. You're going to or to the inside. You're going to hit somebody. Yeah. So the plate part of the plate is taken away because these guys have no fear and they know they're going to. Well, if he pitches inside, I'm going to take the hit to the arm. My body armor is going to suck it up and I'm going to go to first base. Right, right, right. You know, so it's the same thing with, with football. <laughs> There's no ramifications for going across the middle. You can't light somebody up like you used to be able to do. Yeah, you, it's so funny watching them pull up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's hard so to watch weird. them pull up. It is. Because, like, when we were watching football when we were younger, it was like, oh, shit, pass to the middle. Here it comes. Yeah. It's coming. Someone's getting fucking dealt. Yeah. You know, and you waited for it. I mean, you were excited about that hit, you know? And now they just kind of pull up. I just, it, it drives me crazy. I mean, I get why they do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's why I find, like, you know, Ward especially, he got he got brutalized, too. Do you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. man, he dish it out, dude. I oh, mean, yeah. like off the line it's like he took it into his own hands you know what i'm saying i know i'm going a little different direction but i mean i just i just miss that i guess brutality of football you know what like i mean I, ed I reed it. and troy palomalu were the last of their kind yeah like those safeties that were going to punish you for coming into in the into the middle of the field and and daring to catch a ball like safeties oh my god Safeties can't do what those guys do did back in the day. And that was just five, six years ago. Yeah. You know? And so so now it's it's funny because it's like, you know, it's a different breed of how you play that position. Right. God, Troy was so good, dude. He was the only guy I've ever seen who could be standing at the line of scrimmage like a blitzing linebacker. And when the play was over, he was 30 yards deep defending against a pass. It's incredible. And he used to level people. Oh, fuck Not yeah. just level people. Like, he was like a different beast on the field. Like, not just leveling people. But if you got an interception, if he got an interception, he was going to level you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what his goal was, to try to score a touchdown, of course. 
at any cost. Right. I mean, he, I mean there was that one his rookie, his rookie year. He intercepted um Carson Palmer. They were roommates in college. Yeah. Yeah. And he just yeah. ran over Carson Palmer to get to the end zone. Like lit ran him the him fuck over. up. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But I think you know I I miss that with Steelers football. You know. Yeah. I, I do. I, I miss that person, like Troy. You know, yeah. you, you just kind of wait for him. That that stone cold killer outside linebacker who was just going to destroy a quarterback. Yeah, like Kevin Green or Greg Lloyd or Harrison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I or, miss that. Or Jay Pizzy. Yes. Yes. Joey I Porter. mean, I can I mean, go on and on and yeah. on about our linebackers. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you waited for that. You know what I mean? That one-two combo that one of them's getting in. Yeah. It just, you better get rid of the ball. Yeah. You know, I miss that. I miss that pressure, that that hit. I mean, just the hit on the quarterback alone I miss. Yeah. You know? It's just not there anymore. Oh, he tapped his leg. Oh, 15 yards. Yeah. Give me like a you, break. You, you, like, I mean, it's, it's honestly like you have a strike zone. It's like you know, from the nipples to, like, the, the upper thigh. Like Correct. You ha- that's what you have to hit, you know. And you have and, to leave and, with, you know, don't leave with your helmet. And, and, yeah, yeah, touch exactly. and that could be tricky, too, because, I mean, yeah. if he lets the ball <clears> – if the ball's released. And don't leave your feet. <clears> right. You know, I mean, there's right. so many rules right. to hitting a quarterback now. It's, right. like, ridiculous. Like, I can't imagine – Because, like, when I played football, I mean, I, I know it's going to be like, you know, oh, you're going to show on again. But, like, when I played, at, even at the, just at the high school level, I mean, like, I'll never forget my 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 uh, my sophomore year. My first, so this is my first year of high school football. Our um our second game of the season was our home opener. Or no, it was a, it was, no, it wasn't. It was, our, it was just our second game of the season. It was at home. And we were blowing out the team. I can't remember. I think it was Frazier. And, um. Just we we're just destroying them. So like in the fourth quarter, I got playing time, which you know was awesome. So I'm in the game, yeah. and the quarterback drops back and he rolls out, and I'm right there with him. And just as he throws the ball, I left my feet and like laid my shoulder right into his rib cage and knocked him out of bounds into the bandstand. Nice, you know, <laughs> like just destroyed this kid. Like, like a soul crushing, like you lost a life because of my hit, you know? Right, right. And after the game, our quarterback, Derek, grabbed me in the locker room and said, that was the most amazing fucking hit I've ever seen you put on somebody. Don't you ever fucking hit me like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh. So like that, good, huh? Now that would have gotten, you know, that would have got me 15 yards. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. It adds a lot more drama to a game like this. Maybe that's what they want. But I mean, I, I, you know, I go to a lot of games, and uh, even at the st- in, in the stadium, you know, as soon as a play happens, and you're like. That's bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and then you see that you're waiting, waiting for the jumbotron to replay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the arguments ensue, and you know, that's what I like about going to the games. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna miss. It's it's one of those things that it's hard. Like I again, like I get it. Like from a safety standpoint, you know, I I certainly understand the things that they're they're trying to enforce and and everything else, but it's a violent game, you know. It is a violent game. I mean, I can see helmet to helmet, helmet to. I I can see that contact yeah. being eliminated. Yeah, I can't. I mean, that is completely. Right. I, I agree. Right. There's no need for it. Um, you know, when you're able to pull up, pull up, you know what I mean? Like, I right. get that. I mean, I completely understand that because that sends a shock to the brain. I mean, like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I can't right. even imagine. But just hitting a guy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ball across the middle, clean hit, laying him out, you know? Yeah. Eh. Is he defenseless? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I mean, can see a, the blind side. You know, maybe guy, you're... if a guy jumps in, if a guy's going across the middle and he jumps up to catch a ball, I'm sorry, you are fair fucking game, and I am going to light you up. Right. Like, and the funny right. thing is, like, I had no problems doing that to my friends. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're playing, you're playing a game of pickup football. Somebody went across the middle on me. You know, and I had a chance to take a shot at you. Like, I don't care if you were my best fucking friend. I was taking the shot. Right. Right. I wasn't laying up. You know? Right. I was going to punish you for trying to beat me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was just pick up football in a backyard. Right. I hear you. Holy sports. Let's get off of sports. Yeah. Ugh. I'm trying to think of anything else that. We discussed. No, we didn't discuss this. Let's, we'll just discuss this real quick. Um, right. Well, you know, Comic Con was this. Comic Con at home, I should say, is was this weekend. Um, one of the offshoots of Comic Con at home uh, was. It was called Justice Con. Okay. And this was all about, you know, the Justice League movie. The the Zack Schneider okay. cut of Justice League. And um, today, Zack Schneider appeared at Justice Con. Um, oh, yeah. And discussed, uh, you know, a, a few tidbits about the movie. Two big things that came out of this I, I, I thought it was interesting. One, he released... A 10-second clip, um, and it's Alfred's working on a car. It's not even a Batmobile. It's like one of Bruce Wayne's cars. And Superman shows up, and he's wearing the black suit. No shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was just like, I just fanboyed out. (laughs) Oh, my God. And he (laughs) lands. He, he like, lands, and he goes, I presume you're Alfred. And that was like it. You know, and I'm oh, like, oh shit, shit. And... shit, son. But the second thing was, somebody asked him, you know, how much footage that Joss Wheaton shot will you be using in your cut? 
Uh-huh. And he, he said, if I have to use anyone else's footage, I will burn this fucking movie to the ground. Holy hell. He's like, this is completely my movie. There's no Joss Wheaton footage in this whatso-fucking-ever. Really? Yeah. So we're looking at a different movie. Completely different. Like, completely fucking different. Yeah. Wow. And apparently, like, apparently he's, like, talking, like, three and a half to four hours long. Holy hell. So, get your depends, kids. Do you think this could revitalize Justice League? I'm, I'm very intrigued. Like, I've always been intrigued by what was his original vision. Yeah. Like, I never felt like what was released was what he intended Justice League to be. And I always wondered, like, how much of it was his and how much of it was Wheaton's. And I, I'm yeah. going to find out. You know? <laughs> I mean, we're we're going to find out. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do find it very interesting that it's, like, almost a completely different movie. Right. Like, apparently Darkseid plays a very big role in this. It's really? not just Steppenwolf. And it's filmed. Yeah. Okay. Like I think a lot of what I think a lot of like with Dark Side has to be finished is like with special effects. Yeah. But apparently like they're they're the only thing they're talking about is like they may need to bring the actors back for some like some like uh voiceover stuff. Like some some uh AR. But other than that, like apparently like, Um he I didn't read this because it was like let me look here. Um, do, 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 Justice League, Schneider Cut, Black Suit. Um, maybe it was on Slash Film. I saw that. Uh, I mean, the actors were all aware of this. I mean, they filmed it. I mean, so yeah. So they're like, "This is what it should have been." Well, only what? Who's the only person that said anything? Was it Affleck? Um, no. Ray, Ray Fit. Well, I mean, Ray Fisher's the one who was like, you know, uh he's essentially like, "Fuck, uh, Joss Whedon," and, and the way he treated us on the set. Really? Yeah. And he even backed it up. Like, apparently, he had a, a panel today, uh, Ray Fisher, where he he was essentially like, uh, "Yeah, um, I stand by what I said. I can't say anything else because it's being looked into by Warner Brothers. And uh, if I'm if if Joss Whedon thinks I'm slandering, he can feel free to sue my ass." Nice. Yeah. Um. I I can't find anything on this right now. Uh. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah. So like, I mean, it like, I'm 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 interested to see what the differences are. Like, like what what was Josh? Well, not Josh Whedon. What was Zack Schneider's original vision for this movie? And getting to your question, like, do I think this is going to revitalize this franchise? I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't know if Warner Brothers can be convinced to go back. Like, I, 
maybe because they're allowing the Schneider cut to be released, even though it's on HBO Max, they're still allowing it to come out. Right. But like, can they be convinced? Like, if it does well, would that be enough to convince them to go back to this model and let Zack Schneider continue down the path he was going? Right. I, that I don't know. Now, I mean, if he puts together a four-hour cut of his movie that's, like, one of the greatest things ever seen, I, I don't see how you can't. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, so if, this, if this rivals, like, an Avengers movie, then, you know, Warner Brothers has a lot of questions that need answered. <laughs> like, all, in all honesty, like, <laughs> do, do I think I'm going to get that quality? No, I don't. But I, I think I'm going to get something better than what was released in the theaters, that's for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it, it is interesting. It's it's a very interesting situation. Apparently, like we're gonna get more information next month when DC does their fandom event. Okay. Um. But, but still, like I, I'm I'm just uh. I mean, j- just seeing the the black suit Superman was just like. Oh. And where did you see that? It's all over the place. You can see it on Twitter. If you go to, like, I think, uh, slashfilm.com or comicbook.com, you'll be able to see it. I mean, it's, it's like a 10-second clip. It's all it is. Yeah. And, but it's one of those things where, like, originally, I remember, like, in the very first trailer for Justice League, before everything, like, happened and, and Wheaton stepped in and everything, like, there was a, in the very first trailer at the end of it, there's, like, this moment, and, like, you see, like, Alfred working on a car, and he looks up and he puts the tool down and he just like, you can kind of see like it's over somebody's shoulder. And he goes, he was, he told me you'd come here. And I, yeah, you know, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is apparently like that scene. And it's like, you know, like, but he's in the black suit. It's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I can't believe he's in the black suit. It's just, it's one of those things you never thought you were going to see, you know? Yeah. I liked him as Superman, too. I thought he was a great Superman. Oh, yeah. I mean, Henry Cavill, like, I, I think he's very, like, I think, I think, I think Man of Steel was underappreciated as a, as a, yeah. a Superman movie. And I get why people don't appreciate it, because it's not the Boy Scout. It's not, you know, Superman should be smiling and, ha- and he should be the beacon of hope and everything else. Well, he, in, in a modern era, he wouldn't be that yet. He has to yeah. earn that. Right, and he'd be a troubled person. Like in all honesty, like, I, like I, I got the direction Zack Snyder went. Whether you agree with it or not, I get where he went with this character. What right. the, and 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 like there was going to be an evolution to it. You kind know, of torn. And, and, right. I mean, you saw it in, in Batman v Superman as well, where he's kind of like, you know, I'm doing the best I can, and people fucking hate me. Yeah. Why am I bothering? Like, if you're going to hate right. me, why am I doing this? Right, right. Why do I feel compelled to help you? Right. You know, I mean, this is a legitimate question that, like, in a modern era, that, that yes, that person would have to answer to themselves. Right. Because there's no doubt in my mind the federal government would be like, well, no, you need, you need to be under our control. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you no, need to calm the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I... Take- I it I want you to sense. take out this Chinese military institution now. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know what it, I mean? all, it all makes sense to me. Like, <laughs> you know, 
I don't think Batman v Superman is a good movie, but like the, the evolution of the character of Superman makes sense. Like he right. doesn't do it for him. He doesn't do it for you. He does it for the people he loves. They try to make the world a better place. Right. You know, and it's, it's only going to be later on that he becomes the beacon of hope that we all know. Right. You know, so I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see what this, the Snyder, the, the, the Zack Snyder cut is of this movie. Um, despite the, the online bullying and everything that took place with it per se. Um, I am intrigued to see what Zack Snyder's version is. And, you know, I've always been a fan of Zack Snyder and, and I, you know, I hope this is as good as, as people think it's going to be. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's not, a lot of money's been wasted. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, they're talking $30 million just to complete this, this, this project. This four-hour wow. opus. Nice. Yeah. So... Let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. All right. All right. So it's a let's dip our Tony old mailbag. Mailbag. All right. And as always, for some ungodly reason, we start the good friend Superfan Thad. Thad said, "Hello, my two favorite hosts who did not sound like Sean was was recording out of a tin can." What the fuck, Sean? The recording last week was horrible. This was this week was great. Really? I did listen to to the show a little bit. It, it did sound off. I will admit that. Um, I am. I honestly, I, I part of it is I'm kind of at the uh, the um, I'm helpless in that because it's I'm, you know the internet is going to control that like so. Um, and time for our sponsor, <laughs> manscaped.com. Want to trim? Want to have your nether regions breathe? Look no more. Buy your new Manscaped Clipper. I am not just a subscriber. I am the president. Well, I nice. didn't need to know that. I love local news. Who does not masturbate? To- no, no, no. Uh-huh. I like pay-per-view. Especially... No, no, no. Are you excited for baseball? Not me. Fuck baseball. I, I'm, <laughs> it, it's tough to be excited for baseball when you're a Pirates fan. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, it is. At, at the same time, I'm, you know... I am excited. I, I enjoy watching a game now and again. Like I, I enjoyed catching three innings today. You know, I, I might try to catch the game tomorrow. You know, um, I will say this much: like I love the Pirates' new away uniforms because they're the old away uniforms. Yeah. Because they went back to the script Pittsburgh that they used to wear in like the early '90s. I know you probably don't remember those uniforms. Yeah. But. I don't. Yeah, but like back back in the day, like it was like you know the home uniforms were were, were white with the 
the black and the yellow trim, and you know it had pirates written across the front, like 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 they do do now. Like that's what they were wearing. That's a traditional pirate uniform for years. Yeah. But in the nineties, the the away uniforms were the traditional gray, pant and, and shirt, but in in black and yellow, it it was a script Pittsburgh. Right. And, and it was a cool look, but um. For some reason, they got away from that, and I, I think it just said, I think just, they had, had Pittsburgh written in like the, the Pirates font, um, across the jersey, or it just said Pirates. Still, right. I can't remember. Um, and then they would wear like a lot of times on on, on the road, especially recently, they, they would wear that third black jersey, with the, uh, like the it, it's black with the yellow piping and trim, and then it, like the P for Pittsburgh was like or Pirates was like right on the, uh, the heart. To me, those look like fucking uh, softball uniforms. But you know, whatever. It's it's, okay. it's a cool jersey, but it, like it's just like like I'm a yeah. traditionalist when it comes, to, especially when it comes to baseball. Uh-huh. Um, but they this year they went back to the script pit, but they have it in both a gray, the gray, the traditional gray away uniform, but also in the um the black uniform as well. So they have. What four jerseys? They've got the the white, the traditional white with pirates written across it, the black with the the P, and then they have the the traditional gray with the script Pittsburgh and a black with the the script Pittsburgh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I like I like the black one too. Like again, it, it looks nice. Um, but like, I I'm just like I'm like such a traditionalist when it comes to uniforms like. You know, so it's like to me, like you know, gray should be the default road jersey, and white should be the default home jersey, no matter what. But third jersey sell, so right, yeah. Um, Fad continues. When are you going to have the guy from Scotland on? I know. Ireland, not Scotland. I'm sure he'll he's he's gonna hear this and just be in a rage. And I, you know, we're hoping to have somebody on soon. Um, we might try next week. I'm gonna reach out to a uh, a certain friend in Cincinnati. I think. Nice. Yeah. Have Mr. Brigger on. Nice. Yeah. So I'm gonna reach out to him probably tomorrow. Um. <laughs> Okay, time to go. I had a hard day replacing my steps. He did. He he sent me some pictures. He apparently built some steps. Good for him. Wait a second. I hear a noise. Oh, shit. I accidentally built the steps over platypus. (laughs) That's it for the mailbag. All right. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, son. I'm good. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Please send us an email. It's, you know, depressing when it's only Thad. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on, on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. Um, and we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network. And the Weeby Geeks Network. 
Uh, so give them a Google search. You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And uh, lastly, as always, I want to thank you, the listener, uh, for taking the time to enjoy our hijinks and or shenanigans each and every week. We can't thank you enough for that. And uh, I do do certainly appreciate it. Yeah. So then on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>